There is a narrative in the Old Testament where we find the Lord calling Abram out of the Ur of the Chaldees into a land that the Lord would later show him. The scripture describes this place as a land that flows with milk and honey. This is the land known as Israel, named after Abraham's grandson, Jacob, whose descendants are the Jewish people. This land is often referred to as the promised land because God's repeated promises to give this land to the descendants of Abraham according to Genesis 12, 13, 15 and 17. The Lord promised to give this land to Abraham as an inheritance and to his seed forever. The promise that was made to Abram was conditional. It wasn't automatic as it came with certain guidelines that Abraham had to follow if he wanted to inherit this land of promise. He had to do it God's way. Abraham would have to live by God's terms. Abraham had to believe that God could bring this promise to pass. The land of Canaan would be given to Abraham and his seed as an everlasting covenant. It wasn't just for a season, but it was forever. The word promise, according to the Thorndike Barnhart World Dictionary, means this. Words said or written, binding a person to do or not to do something. A declaration or assurance that one will do something that he has promised or that particular thing will surely come to pass or happen. A man of honour always keeps his word. There are 5,467 promises throughout the Bible. However, many of these promises are conditional and are based upon a believer's obedience. So with that thought in mind, I want to preach on this thought. Don't forget his promise. Hallelujah. We're going to the book of Genesis chapter 12 if you want to follow along. Praise God. Praise God. Wonderful presence in the Lord's house tonight. Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee. And make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee. And in thee, all, in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. Most of the promises of God are conditional, as I said from the beginning. But God is more than willing to fulfill His promise that He has made to His people. But we must be obedient to what He has asked us to do first. To obey is better than sacrifice. God told Abraham, or Abram, sorry, to leave his hometown, Ur of the Chaldees. This also included those that were in his father's house. Yet Abram took his wife Sarah, his brother Nahor, and his wife and his nephew Lot. Abram then travelled to Haran or Mesopotamia, and this is where they stopped, according to Genesis 11. After the, the death of Abram's 
father, Terah, God spoke to Abraham again a second time. And still Abram did not leave his father's house as he had been instructed. This time he took his nephew Lot, his wife Sarah, and their workers with them. Shechem was the first place that Abram came to where he had, he entered into the land of Canaan. The Lord appeared to Abram, Abram, sorry, again here and confirmed his promise in regards to the land of Canaan and that he would be given, to, it would be given to Abram and his descendants as an inheritance. It was at Shechem that Abram built his first altar on unto the Lord. Sometimes we need to build an altar unto the Lord. Sometimes we need to find our place at that place where we can worship God. Abram continued his journey southward and came to a mountain near Bethel where he built a second altar where he worshipped his God. Abram and his family then journeyed southward through the land of Canaan where they experienced the severe famine that fell upon the entire land. The famine caused them to migrate or to, they migrated to Egypt for a period of time. We read that Abram deceived the king of Egypt to, to save his own neck by saying that Sarai was his sister. And because of this, the Lord plagued Pharaoh's house with many plagues because Pharaoh had taken Sarai into his house being a married woman. Basically, Pharaoh told Abraham to leave Egypt without delay. Get out of Egypt, Abraham. Take your family with you and don't come back. Basically, that's what he was saying. Abraham, Sarai and his nephew Lot returned to Bethel. This is the place where Abraham built an altar unto the Lord. And this is the same place where Abraham called on the name of the Lord. I want to call upon the name of the Lord. Because I know that He hears me when I call unto Him. And I need a God that can hear me when I call out to Him. I need a God that can deliver me when I need Him. It didn't take long for, for problems to arise between Abram's and Lot's workers. We read that Lot, Abraham's nephew, was more willing to take the lush plains of the Jordan Valley that were well watered. Lot decided to pitch his, the opening of his tent towards Sullum, and he eventually found himself living in that wicked city. Abram, on the other hand, traveled to Hebron in Mamre, where he heard from the Lord again. And this is where Abram built another altar unto the Lord. He wanted to hear from his God. We need to hear from our God. Genesis 13 verses 14 and 15 reads, And the Lord said unto Abram, after that Lot was separated from him, Lift up thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it to, it to thee sorry, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that no man can number the dust of the earth. Then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it and the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. We must remember that, that Abram had no heir at this particular time, 
But God was promising this great land of Canaan to Abram. Yet the scripture makes it quite clear that God's prom- promises glorious land to Abram's descendants as well. Yet Abram didn't even have any children at this point in time. Praise God. Happy to be in the house of the Lord tonight. After Lot had settled in Sodom, four kings of the east invaded the plains of Jordan and they plundered Sodom and Gomorrah. They took Lot and the people captive and traveled north on the way to Damascus. When Abram heard that Lot, his nephew, had been taken captive by these kings, Abram armed his trained servants and pursued the kings by the way of Dan. All the way to Hobah, where we read that Abram rescued his nephew and all the people that had been taken captive and brought them back, as well as all the goods. Genesis 14 verse 21 tells us that the king of Sodom wanted to reward Abram with the goods that he brought back from the slaughter. But Abram refused. Abram only wanted God's reward. And God did reward Abram with the promise that an heir would come through his seed. I'm preaching on this thought, church. Don't forget his promise. Just because you don't see it right now, in the here and now, God is faithful. If He's promised you something, you hold on to God with both hands and you don't let Him go. Because He that has promised is faithful and if He said that that He will do it, it will surely come to pass in His time. Don't you let the devil steal that promise from your heart, but you hold on to Jesus. Praise God. There are many of us here tonight that have unfulfilled promises in our life. Where it is a prayer that we have prayed for many years. Maybe it's a health issue. Maybe it's a family member that has walked away from God. But yet we're still believing the promise that God has made to us. Don't you give up on a family member that's walked away from God. I've come to tell somebody tonight, you believe God for the little things, you got to believe God for the bigger things. He's with you all the way. Praise God. Maybe, just maybe, someone here thinks that the Lord has forgotten about His promise that He has made to them. I want to remind someone, don't forget His promise. God hasn't forgotten about you. And He hasn't forgotten about me. His promise may seem like it will never come to pass in this lifetime. But remember this, God's promises are irrevocable. He is absolutely trustworthy and faithful. If He said it, it will surely come to pass just as it is written in the book of life. You hold on church, you hold on saints of God, you hold on brother, you hold on mum, you hold on dad. It's going to happen, they're coming back. Numbers 23 verse 19 says this, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and, and shall he not do it 
Or has He spoken and shall He not make it good? Think about it. God is unchanging and He has the power to fulfill all of His promises that He's made to you and that He's made to me. I'm going to believe God for the promise of eternal life. If we can't get a hold of it now, we must walk away. But I've come to stir our faith. I've come to stir somebody tonight. You've got to start believing. You've got to start holding on to the promise of God that He has for each and every one of us that's in this place. God will do it. Praise God. I prayed for 15 years for my wife. Was it hard? Absolutely. Did I feel like he had forgotten about his promise that he made to me? Absolutely. But the word of the Lord came to me many times and spoke to my heart with these words. Wait. In my time. In my time, it shall come to pass. That wasn't what I wanted to hear at that very point in time. But God knows what's best for me. And now, and only now am I blessed with a beautiful woman of God. Sometimes we must wait for the promises of God to be fulfilled in our lives. Just like me, I waited 15 years. But I thank my God, my God's every day for my wife. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so thankful that I took heed to the voice of the Lord. And I didn't try to do it my way. Wait on the Lord. Paul said this, and being fully persuaded, what he had promised, he was also able to fulfill or perform or to complete. God will do it, church. God is faithful, church, in fulfilling his promises that he has made. Hebrews 10 tells us, For he that has promised is faithful. If he said that he will do it, he will do it. If he said that when you go down into the baptism, if you get baptized in the name of Jesus, and he said he will wash away your sins, he will do it. If he said that he will fill you with the power, with the gift of the Holy Ghost, and you will speak in a heavenly utterance, he will do it. If God said that he's gone away to prepare a place for for everyone in this place, and our families out there, he's coming back again so we can be with him. you got to start believing the promise that he's made to you. Don't let the devil steal it away from you. The Amplified Version reads it this way. Let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised is reliable, sure and faithful 
to His Word. Hold on, church. Hold on, saints. There's a promise headed your way right now. Hallelujah. God may have promised you something, yet many days have passed and still there is no sign of that promise being fulfilled. But I want someone to know this. God is no liar. He will fulfill it in His time. Abram didn't have a GPS system to lead him through the land when he left Ur of the Chaldees. Neither did Abram have some secret underground tunnel system that led him into the land of promise. But I'll tell you what Abraham did have. Abram was willing to get on his knees and seek the face of God. The scripture tells us that Abraham was an altar builder. James 2.23 tells us that Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. It's time to start believing for that unfulfilled promise in your life. Imagine what Abraham would have been thinking as he journeyed through this strange land. Lord, Lord, You have called me out of my father's house. You have asked me to follow you. And yet you have promises to me and my descendants that will come through my seed. And yet, Lord, I don't even have an heir to take my place. I don't have anybody. Really, God? Can this be true? Did I really hear your voice correctly? Or was I just hearing my own thoughts? But Abram kept on believing the word of the Lord. Praise God. We see the first mention of the wording, the word of the Lord being used in Genesis 15. Where the Lord manifested himself to Abram in a vision saying, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Abraham's words were these, Lord, what will you give me seeing that I go childless? And you have promised this land to my descendants as an inheritance. And yet there is no one among me that bears my name. How can this be, God? Don't forget my promise, Abraham, was God's response. I will fulfill my promise in your life in my time. But you got to believe it. God appeared under Abram when he, again, sorry, when he was 99 years old, telling him that his name would be no longer called Abraham, Abram, sorry, but it would be called Abraham, since he was to become the father of nations. The name Abram means high father, but the name Abraham means father of the multitude. Thank you, Jesus. Water's great when you're thirsty. Praise God. God reaffirmed his covenant with Abraham by bringing in an everlasting covenant pertaining to the land of promise and the promises that would come upon all 
believers in the future. Genesis 17 verses 7 and 8 reads, I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. And I will give it unto thee and to thy seed after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger. All the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession. And I will be their God. At this time, God gave Abram the covenant of circumcision. God then promised Sarai that she would bring forth a son. And that, that, sorry, that her name, sorry, that her name should no longer be Sarai, but Sarah. For she would become the mother of nations. And God said that he would establish his covenant with Sarah's son, Isaac. Even when Sarah was past the age of her youth, she conceived and judged him faithful who had promised. God will fulfill his promise to you. And that's a promise. Don't let anything in this world tell you any different. Don't let anything rob you of your promises. We heard it today. The devil comes to steal. Don't let the devil steal your promise. But hold on to it because God is faithful. Through Abraham's seed, seed came the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. Abraham didn't understand how God would bring this all about. But he obeyed the voice of the Lord and went out not knowing whether he went. We don't see the big picture church. But God is working outside of the picture. He's putting all the pieces in place for us. God is going to fulfill His promise to each one of us at His particular time period. But don't let any think. Take it out of the way. Keep believing because it's going to come to pass in His time. Don't forget His promise. Abram looked beyond what he could see in front of him. Abram believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Galatians chapter 3 verses 7 and 8 and 9 reads this. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture, scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all the nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. And verses 14 and 16 reads, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. That's us, church. We receive those promises as well. We're entitled to those because we are through Abraham's seed. Praise God. Verse 16 says, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not unto seeds as of many, but as one. And to thy seed, which is Christ. Don't forget his promises. God's promises must be received by faith. God is not a man that he should lie, but if he has promised, it will happen in due time. From the start to the finish of Abraham's life, Abraham put his trust and his hope in the one that made the promise. 
Abraham didn't know how or when this promise would come to pass in regards to the promised land or when his son Isaac would be born. But he just believed God. But the scripture just tells us that Abraham just believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Abraham became the, the father of the faithful and all of us in this place tonight can receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Church, don't forget the promise that God has given each one of us tonight. If God has promised you something, it will surely, surely happen. God promised the land of Canaan to, to, to Abraham's seed. It didn't happen overnight. But it did happen. Just as God said it would. And we need to start believing more than ever before in the time that we are living in. If we don't believe that God is with us, how can we believe God for the promise that He has made with, to us that He will be with us until the end of the world? We see the promise of God fulfilled in Jesus Christ who came through Abraham's seed. Don't forget His promise, church. Jesus is coming back again. Jesus is coming back again. And that's a promise. Let's stand, church. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I found an interesting story which, which is a... It really spoke to my heart. It, it reads this. It says, On Jordan's stormy banks I sta stand and cast a wishful eye to, the Canaan, to Canaan's fair and happy land where my possessions lie. I'm bound for the promised land. I'm bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? I am bound for the promised land. Oh, the transporting rapious scene that rises to my sight. Sweet fields arrayed in living green and rivers of delight. Their generous fruits that never fail on trees immortal grow. Their rocks and hills and brooks and vales with milk and honey flow. Oh, all those wide extended plains shine on eternal day. Their God forever reigns and, and night scatters away. No chilling winds or poisonous breath can reach the heftful shore. Sickness and sorrow, pain and death and are felt and feared no more. When shall I reach this happy place? I'll be forever blessed. For I shall see my Father's face and in His bosom rest. Filled with delight my raptured soul. Would here no longer stay, the Jordan's wave around me roll. Fearless, I launch away. Don't forget His promise, church. Jesus is coming back again. He that has promised is faithful. God will come back for His church. He wants everyone here not to forget His promise. And that is He's coming back again. Hallelujah. Why don't we lift our heads and just worship the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
Oh God, I pray, oh Lord, that we would not forget Your promise, oh God, that You have made, oh God, through Abraham's seed came the promise of the Redeemer, oh God. Came, oh God, the promise that we can have our sins washed away. Came the promise, oh God, that we can be filled with Your power. Came the promise, oh God, that we can escape the judgment, oh God, that is coming upon this earth. Oh God, I pray today the promise that You have given each and one of us, oh God, that we would not grow weary, oh God, in well-doing, oh God, but oh Lord, that we would believe You, oh God, for the promise of eternal life. Don't forget the promise, church. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. you got to get your house in order tonight. Hold on to God because His promises are not going to fail, but they're established. They're forever. They're everlasting ongoing. Oh, Jesus, I pray today, uh, stir us, oh God, uh, that we would hold on to You, oh God, regardless of what we face, uh, regardless of what we go through, oh God, as Abraham walked with You, oh God, and believed, uh, and it was accounted unto Him uh, for righteousness. Uh, I pray today, oh God, oh Lord, that we would hold on to Your promise. Because surely, Lord, You will return in an hour that we do not expect, oh God.